nobody asked, but the San Francisco 49ers are heading to the NFC Championships again. <coughs> Back-to-back years, we've eliminated the Dallas Cowboys, and that puts a smile on my face. And hopefully this year we'll have a different out- we'll have a different outcome compared to how it ended at SoFi against the Rams. <laughs> now talking about the game itself against Dallas, um, the offense definitely wasn't where I think a lot of fans expected it to be, um, because that was one of the that was the lowest scoring game for the Niners offense. Um, since Brock Purdy had taken over. But luckily, um, it's not to say that we were inefficient or ineffective. Um, We did struggle to get the run game going definitely early on. McCaffrey had one of his worst rushing outputs since. Um, But you got to give a lot of credit to Dallas's defense uh, to committing to stopping the run. Um, And at the same time, you know, we were ineffective in the red zone. Um, Besides McCaffrey's touchdown. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, That being said, uh, there's a lot to like because of how well the defense played. (coughs) In a game where defenses, I felt, dictated the the matchup, our defense played, played better in the sense that we were able to get key takeaways and turnovers. Um, especially um, making it harder on Dak to throw. That doesn't mean he didn't find opportunities to throw um, because he was really effective um, in connecting with CeeDee Lamb, who was um, arguably the best receiver in the game. No, he was. George Kittle would probably have been my second as the best receiver in the game, but um, CeeDee Lamb was definitely um, the best. And yes, it's tragic what happened in Tony Pollard, and you can wonder what would have happened had Pollard not gone out because he was playing really, really well. Way better than Zeke when Zeke took over. Um, so it, there is that. But when it comes down to it, one of the big takeaways is going to be Dak, once again, under the bright lights of the postseason, played mistake-filled football while Brock Purdy, in this instance, didn't play a lot of mistake football, uh, free, uh, played almost mistake free football. Sorry, that's what I was trying to say. Um, and that is considering he almost threw that pick to Trayvon, uh, Diggs. Um, that was, that was Diggs' ball to catch. Um, he didn't, and we got lucky there. There were a few questionable passes throughout, <coughs> which Brock Purdy has taken some chance shots, um, throughout his, um, season as a starter. But you live and you die with those with any quarterback. Sometimes you have to take a shot, and sometimes you live with the results. Luckily, in Brock Purdy's case, um, we didn't have to worry. Um, he did not have turnovers. Um, I kind of touched upon a few things uh, about this in the last podcast. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to focus more on the Niners aspect of it. Um, you definitely look at Kirsten McCaffrey's productivity <coughs> as a maybe a possibility of concern, but going into Philly... Um, I believe it'll be a different story. Even though Philly should be game planning to stopping the run, their defense has not been that effective at stopping the run. So there is an advantage there. But at the end of it too, our defense is going to have their work cut out for them. Um, I think this is going to be a great game, a lot of fun, a lot of nerves for me as an Anders fan because um, I think this will be it really could go 50-50 either way. Um, these are, in my opinion, the two best teams in the NFC. 
<laughs> so it makes sense that they would be meeting here at the NFC Championships, fighting for a spot in the Super Bowl. Under Brock Purdy, um, the Niners have had one of the most explosive offenses. Uh, and under Jalen Hurts, same thing. This has been one of the best offenses in the league. Um, Defense-wise, uh, I think Niners have the edge, obviously because they are the number one ranked defense overall. But that's not to say Philly won't make things easy on us. <laughs> There's give and takes on all sides, you know, um, Jalen Hurts. Versus Brock Purdy, you have their wide receiving group of um, <clears throat> AJ Brown and oh god, I'm blinking, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, you have their wide receiving core. Obviously, Debo and Ayuk aren't anything to scoff out. Um, you have Goddard and then Kittle. Um, it's just there's a lot of matchups on the offensive side that you got to look at. Um, so it's it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be explosive. I think it's going to get dirty and gritty, which is going to be some good football to watch as a fan. <coughs> if I had to give a team the edge, I'd give it to the Niners. Um, the Niners are riding pretty high. The Niners, I feel like they look hungry. They look ready. Um, I think they are loving coming up against all of these teams that People are choosing to beat the Niners, and I think that gives us an edge. <coughs> I am curious to see how um, 49er Faith will travel for this game and what it's going to look like in Philly for the, uh, for you know what, um, what the fans are going to be like, how many fans are going to be there for each side. Um, I do think Philly is still going to be dominating the fan side of things, but I, I, 49er fans, the Faith will travel well. I'm hoping that next week, like Monday, Tuesday podcast, because it's probably going to be about football. Um, I hope I have some good news. I hope I'm in better spirits or, you know, I'll be examining the season as a whole and what happens in the future. But right now, uh, I'm extremely excited. I'm extremely juiced. I cannot wait for Sunday um, as much as I am also just like dreading the anxiety of it all. Going... Thinking about how this game ended, too, I know um, we're curious about some injury updates. There's the possibility people have been talking and floating around. Jimmy G could start practicing and might be available. Even if he is, um, Jimmy is not going to get playing time. I, re- I refuse to believe that with everything that's happened um, since Jimmy went down, <coughs> um, it makes no sense to thrust him into a starting role or playing significant minutes or meaningful minutes at this point, um, not to mention with the chemistry that – Purdy and the offense have had. Um, and it's not to knock on Jimmy. It's just, you know, to force him into not just like game speed, it's playoff game speed. It would make no sense. Uh, my belief is if Jimmy was even healthy enough to be activated and to play, um, he would only come in as a, a, like a last decision backup. And that's over the current backup because, you know, Jimmy at least has experience running the offense. Um but hopefully that won't even need to be a scenario um, simply because as long as Brock Purdy is healthy, um, he is the one who deserves to be under center for sure. I'm trying to think about if I missed any points. I don't think I did off the top of my head, but I'm also doing this at work right now. And um, who knows how quickly um, I need to actually start uh, doing my job again. So that's my quick wrap up of my thoughts around the divisional um, game. Um, the win and moving forward 
into the NFC Championship. I I cannot wait for Sunday, but I'm also just dreading that that experience because it's it's hard to be a sports fan when you when you, like if you knew the outcome already, it'd be easy, but you don't. So I'm, I know I am almost every 49er faithful. We're in for one hell of a ride when it comes to Sunday at noon.